The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the impact of AI's disruption. Joining us is Paul Meinshausen, who is the CEO and co-founder of AMP, which is an AI reinforcement learning system for lifecycle messaging. AMP uses individual user responses to messages to build out segments of one and then maximize results by serving each user the message that is most likely to lead to the user conversion. And today, Paul and I are going to discuss how AI is disrupting lifecycle marketing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Paul Meinshausen, the CEO and co-founder of AMP. Paul, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me here. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk about, well, the topic of the year, maybe even the topic of the decade. We're all in on artificial intelligence here on the MarTech Podcast, and you are living and breathing it. Uh, we've talked about large language models, how to build them, how to do them for lead generation. You're focused on lifecycle marketing. Tell me a little bit about how AI is disrupting lifecycle marketing. Quick definition of lifecycle marketing, right? So any business delivers value over time to its customers. And typically, you construct that business in a way that allows you to structure the person's experience from that value. This is the, a classic example would be the kind of queue and process you have in a bank lobby, right? Think 30, 50 years ago, and I used to go into banks. And you follow that process and you kind of go up to the desk and you go through your process, right? So when, as we've moved into digital and we interact more and more through a screen, that analogy has been carried over, that there is some sort of series of steps that a person goes through as they interact with your product. And the part of marketing that takes you through those steps has been always called lifecycle marketing, or another term is CRM. Different than your performance marketing or your user acquisition marketing, which is the kind of stuff that you see on Facebook or on TikTok, you know, on the web in general. Because if a company is interacting with you through a third-party platform, they don't know that you are already a customer, okay? So if they're directly interacting with you through their app or their website or through some channel, let's say a phone number, and they send you an SMS or a WhatsApp, they can connect with you directly. They know you and they know that you've been a customer before. And so now they're trying to take you through the process of generating and gaining value over time. So that's lifecycle marketing. I think it's important to be clear about that. Now, lifecycle marketing 
is kind of going through a very radical change driven by the technologies that we generally call AI. And the reason is, is because the necessity of forcing everybody through steps, through one user journey or through one life cycle is going away. We don't need everybody to have the same experience with our app or our website. In fact, we don't really want them to because that's a subpar experience for them, which means less value for them and therefore less value for our business. So AI is basically moving us away from those steps and those sequences that so many marketers spend their careers building and creating and enabling a kind of continuous form of interaction and a continuous form of engagement that is highly personalized, highly contextualized, that is really at the person user level. So what I'm hearing from you is that the user journey, we often try to shoehorn it into sort of static stages. You go through onboarding, you become a customer, you hopefully get upsold, that upsold turns into you becoming a great, happy customer, you start to refer your friends to the product. Like we try to basically make the customer journey linear. We try to do this in user acquisition too, for what it's worth. Hey, we serve you some ads that are awareness ads, and then we try to get you into some sort of a nurture campaign. And then once you've been nurtured, we try to show you the marketing that's going to get you over the hump and become our customers. In reality, customers are becoming more self-serving on the front end, on the user acquisition side. And when they are your existing customers, their user journey isn't linear as well. So what I'm inferring from what you said is that artificial intelligence is taking away that notion of a linear customer journey. How are you using AI to help understand the context of what the user is trying to accomplish and what can make a better experience for them? Right. So a conventional, let's say, campaign, one of those steps, one of those series of steps that we just talked about in marketing might be something like what's called an abandoned cart campaign. And what that means is, is that normally if you're in an application, let's say you're in a mobile phone application and you're shopping in an e-commerce app or maybe it's a food delivery app, one of the steps you have is to add something to the cart, right? It's a physical analogy, again, to the older days when we went into a store and added something to a cart and we pushed the cart up to the counter. So we add something to the cart, it's a placeholder, and then we complete the checkout. We add our payment information, we pay, and we receive the digital good or the food gets sent our way. Now, there's often a block or a gap there. So unlike when you're in the physical store, once you've added the cart, you're almost surely going to check out. But in the digital world, you can add some to the cart in your app and then just not complete it. You don't actually add your payment information. You don't actually click checkout. So a standard way to engage at that point in the life cycle is to set up a campaign, a message that will be eligible for somebody who's added some to the cart and not checked out. Now, in traditional days, like machines, computers in general are quite dumb. They have to be told exactly what to do. They need extremely explicit instructions. So for an abandoned cart campaign, what you have to basically do is sort of say, all right, well, I've defined what it means to abandon a cart. That means I, I added something, doesn't get checked out within some time limit, some time period, right? It can't be five seconds because that's probably just a slow user process. So you have to define that and then you have to define, well, when do I follow up? Is it within 30 minutes or is it a day later or three hours later? So you set that rule normally and a message is sent, let's say, three hours later or 30 minutes later. And 
there's a sort of another area of technology that's become possible over the last 10 years or so, the concept of real time. That means it actually can register that you've added some of the cart and haven't checked out and then actually fire a message within five minutes or 30 minutes. And that's like, wow, that's sophisticated. We want to do that. And then, then that gets programmed and then that happens. Every time a user abandons a cart, whatever it means to abandon, within 30 minutes, they get a message. So that's the classic way. What was AI doing differently? Well, AI is basically saying at any given moment, let's sort of say some interval of time, I can evaluate the opportunity to send you a message. And I can sort of say, is now a good time? Or what is the counterfactual? Is five minutes later or 30 minutes later? I can't send you a message every one of those time intervals. Otherwise, I've deluged you and you've probably turned off access, right? If I send you a message every five minutes, I'm definitely overdoing it and I'm negatively affecting your value, right? For sure. Now, let's imagine like, for instance, I have a three-year-old son and recently we decided we need to buy him a new bicycle helmet. So an e-commerce platform that sets up a 30-minute abandoned cart notification, what's the underlying logic for why you want to send a notification in 30 minutes? Maybe you decided, oh, it's too expensive. I don't want to buy it. So if a message gets sent and says, hey, here's a last-minute discount for you, right, that might cause you to change your mind and you say, all right, you know what? I'm actually going to complete the purchase. But now imagine my scenario. I'm buying a helmet for my three-year-old son. I add it to the cart and I don't check out. Now, my reasoning is that I actually want to talk to my spouse about it because we have slightly different opinions on what the helmet should look like or how it should be, right? I'm working. She's working. We're very busy. I'm not going to do that in 30 minutes. So I've added to the cart. I wanted to stay in the cart, but I need to talk to her over the weekend and then I'm going to check out. So if the conventional lifecycle marketing trigger sends me a notification within 30 minutes, it's wasted my time and it's wasted their time because I don't need a message in 30 minutes. However, if it sends me the message first thing Saturday morning, then it's like, all right, now, instead of picking it up when I go out to the store later this afternoon, I'll remember, actually, I added it to the cart and it was a pretty good one. And I'm going to go ahead and complete the purchase because I talked to my spouse about it and we're done. So that it can sense for me, it was important to wait three days. But let's say for you, it was important to just offer you that discount in 30 minutes. That is a machine interacting and learning from your pattern. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Help me understand how artificial intelligence, how the new sophisticated machine understands that I am deal-driven, but you are spousal-approved driven, which you're a smart man if that's where you're going. How does the machine understand that you need your wife's approval to buy a bike helmet? So the machine needs to learn. That's what's called machine learning. But humans learn in a particular way, and we can learn a lot from that learning process. So what we do is we try things. If I'm talking to you and I'm helping you buy something, I probably will ask you some questions. I'll suggest some things. You'll say no or yes or no, and then I'll kind of learn over time, right? What AI needs to be able to do, let's say I'm an uh, an e-commerce application with 500,000 users or a million users, or here in Singapore, a lot of apps operating in countries like Indonesia and India will have 15 or 25 million users, right? So whatever the scale you're at, what you have to be able to do is, one, observe the steps that a user goes through in the app. But I'm not talking about the steps of like add some to the cart and checkout. I'm talking about every swipe. So in technology, we have something called event stream or clickstream data. So every time I do anything in that mobile phone, I'm basically swiping, I'm adding, I'm viewing, I'm scrolling. All of those are being logged as what's called an event. Just think of it as a a user ID, a timestamp, the exact down to the millisecond I did that, and then maybe some metadata, some event name or what it was that I added to the cart. So the machine learning algorithm is matching your clickstream behavior and creating a pattern. And somebody that, use an example, took 30 seconds to decide which color they were going to buy probably needs spousal approval as opposed to somebody who added an item to the cart very quickly, but then abandons might be somebody that's more deal driven and got negged by the total price when they saw the cart. Yeah, that's part of the structure. So you have to be able to do that, but that alone is not sufficient. What you also have to be able to do is experiment. So the same way a human learns is by trying a different thing that it hasn't tried before, the machine needs to be able to do the same thing. So with messaging, what an app will do over time is send you messages. So what we need the system to be able to do is log every single message I sent with everything that I said in that message, everything that I prompted you with. And then I have to observe a response or a non-response. So what I can do is embed within a message, let's say a reference to a discount versus a reference to safety versus a reference to popularity, right? I can kind of think of many dimensions of of value or unique selling propositions that I can embed into a message. So first of all, when we're doing that abandoned cart, we don't have to send the same templated message to everybody. We can actually generate tens of thousands of possible versions. And then we highly parallelize the distribution of those different versions to users that have very similar processes in terms of their patterns in the app. And then we learn by testing those messages and then observing the subsequent behavior. So if we just looked at clickstream behavior, all we would be seeing is historical behavior. What we actually care about is what we can do to change that behavior in the future. And so we actually have to run experiments, but we just need to run highly parallelized experiments because we can't afford with a million users to run one A-B test and test two different versions. We need to be testing tens of thousands of different versions continuously, and then we update based on the observed response. So machine's not going to get it right a lot of the time. 
but incrementally over time, it's going to get it right. That's the same as humans. We don't get things right immediately. It takes us time. And then the world changes and we have to relearn things. So same thing with AI. Except for my wife and your wife, because they're always right. (laughs) And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Paul Meinshausen, the CEO and co-founder of AMP. Join us again tomorrow when Paul and I continue our conversation talking about why A-B testing will be extinct in three years. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Paul, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is pminds, that's P-M-E-I-N-S. Or you can visit his company's website, which is amp.com, that's A-A-M-P-E.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.